0: hey everybody and welcome to the storm is here podcast we can be found on two platforms uh one being anchor.fm and the other being youtube under the same name storm is here all right haven't done a video in uh in nearly two months now and the last one i did was uh 2020 year in review and we all know that uh 2020 was a life-changing event um for a lot of people that year was uh was really something never seen in, in, uh, in history. And it's probably one that a lot of people want to forget about. Of course, we've seen a lot of things change, a lot of people losing their jobs, economies crashing. We also seen a lot of small businesses uh, going bankrupt and uh, most of them never to return. We've seen a mass exodus of people out of the big city centers and into the smaller suburbs, and the list goes on and on and on. So, uh, so far, 2021 is not looking that great. Uh, and in fact, they're talking about another year of all these restrictions and lockdowns. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be a tough it's going to be a tough going for a lot of people. So hopefully, uh, a lot of us stay strong, stay vigilant, and uh, and basically come together to try to create a new system that's actually going to help the majority of us. Anyways, uh, today's video we're going to be focusing on an annual meeting that they call Davos. Just going to I'm going to go into a few articles about some of the myths, um, some of the facts. Um, and um, basically, I'm going to read three articles. I'm going to start uh, by reading from the website, from the actual organization that put on the event, which is the World Economic Forum. And then we're going to get their take on uh, on the whole event. And of course, you know, these these are the guys that have that organize it so if uh, uh, they should be the authority on Davos. But again, uh, not everything um, that comes out of this website might uh, not necessarily be true. Anyways, so the article headline is uh, What is Davos Myths and Facts About the World Economic Forum's Alpine Summit? So I'm just going to go into what Davos is and what is what partakes there and who attends so uh, I can paint a better picture for for all of you people that'll be watching this video or listening to on the, on the podcast. Uh, so Davos is shorthand for the uh, World Economic Forum's annual meeting. So again, they don't really, now they're starting to call it the World Economic Forum. A lot more people are starting to use that, uh, but before they just labeled it or called it Davos. That was the name of it, okay? Um, this year, the meeting runs from January 21st to the 24th at the Swiss town. How do public uh, preconceptions of Davos measure up to reality? You see it in the news every year. Very, very important people meet for a week in the Swiss Swiss ski resort of Davos. But what really goes on there? Even the business leaders attending the World Economic Forum's annual meeting are aware of some skepticism um, surrounds the event, which is supposed to set the year's agenda for how business and governments can make the world a better place for all. So, I mean, you gotta really read in between the lines when they say that. When they say business and governments can make the world a better place. I think what they mean is, uh, you know, they wanna make their world a better place. Because so far, what I've seen in the last 10, 15 years, especially, the world is not a better place. It's becoming worse and worse. Anyways, let's continue on here. Uh, Now, this was said to Jamie Dimon, who, uh, who was the the head investment of the bank of JP Morgan, or he might be currently, I'm not sure, I really don't care. But in quotations, it is where billionaires tell this, again, this is what happens at Davos. It is where billionaires tell millionaires what the middle class feels. (laughs) Isn't that hilarious? Uh, And it continues on to say, what are the preconceptions? What's the reality? What actually is Davos? Okay, Davos isn't just about making big business deals there will be plenty of business leaders at davos people who make big decisions that can affect everyone again why do we continue to live in this uh, technocracy or this dictatorship why is it that uh, a, a few very wealthy people um who didn't become wealthy on their own um why do they get to make the decisions and see this is where things get very dangerous so i just wanted, just wanted to point that out okay uh, but that's not the whole story approximately one-third of participants are from civil society including groups that campaign about poverty and inequality the environment and human rights as well as academia and the media poverty billions of people to this day not and and let's let's take the coronavirus out of the equation before the coronavirus there were still billions of people in living in poverty okay So I don't know what they talk about in this uh, Davos thing, but uh, it sure is not helping poverty. It's sure sure definitely not helping inequality. Uh, I mean, the environment is still being destroyed. And of course, the human rights, what human rights? Our human rights are evaporating by the day. Okay. So again, more hypocrisy. Uh, And this is apparently coming, this is coming from the horse's mouth. All right, let's continue on here. Uh, We often have more trade unionists than central banks, more noble scientist, the noble economist, says Oliver Kahn, head of strategic communications at the World Economic Forum. Many of these organizations see Davos as the best time to grab the attention of the world's leaders. Every year, Oxfam publishes its annual report on the state of global inequality. This year, they will be joined by Greenpeace and the World Wildlife Fund, I believe, I think that's the acronym, and many other organizations keen to shape the agenda of the meeting. So again, all these things that they talk about is just uh, it's just window dressing as far as I'm concerned. Okay, lip service. So again, I'm not gonna read the whole article because most of the information there is not really relevant to the title of this video. All right, this is out of the insider. Headline is Davos 2021 is postponed. Here's what you need to know about the invitation only conference that brings billionaires together with business and political leaders at a Swiss ski resort. So again, hierarchy systems, top-down systems, this is the result. Wealthy people who have their puppets make laws to make them more wealthy. Okay, essentially, that's what all it is. And everything else they talk about, inequality and human rights, it's all nonsense. They just give everybody the illusion that that's what they're talking about. All right, let's continue on here. Um... Okay, the rich and the powerful have postponed their annual descent on a small resort town in Switzerland. Uh, They weren't going there to ski, but to attend the annual meeting of the World Economic Forum, typically held in January of each year. The exclusive four day event, best known as Davos after the name of its host city, is an important or is an opportunity for the world's most influential people to meld minds over the world's economic and political challenges, and more importantly, to network. Uh, But the 2021 meeting has been postponed to early next summer because of the coronavirus pandemic. What is Davos? Davos is the informal name of the annual four-day conference held by the World Economic Forum in Davos cloisters Switzerland. The nonprofit organization's aim is to engage the foremost political business, culture, and other leaders of society to shape global, regional, and uh, industry agendas, according to its website, of course, of course, this is what they're trying to do. They're trying to set the agenda, set the narrative, and and again, there's the majority of people are not consulted about decisions, uh, you know, that are going to affect their own future. Uh, what we do is we just we leave it in the hands of the technocrats, like you know, the Bezos and the the Gates and so on and so on, uh, and then when we wonder why things go downhill. Uh, anyways, let me continue on here. Uh, each year, businesses, our business leaders, and heads of state give lectures and speak on panels about topics ranging from gender inequality or gender equality, uh, venture capital to mental health and climate change. The real magic happens behind closed doors, I bet it does. However, the rich and powerful use the event as a chance to network and hash out their differences out of the public eye. North and South Korea officials held their first ever uh, ministerial uh, level meetings at Davos in 1989. Uh, while well, uh, Greece and Macedonia settled their nearly three-decade-long conflict over Macedonia's name at the event in 2018, according to the BBC. Uh, who was in Davos in 2020? This just gives you a, a list of uh, who's who. Uh, and, of course, uh, uh, German Chancellor Angela Merkel, US, Well, then-U.S. President Donald Trump, were among the 53 heads of state who attended the 2020 event. U.S. Secretary of the Treasury Steve Mnuchin, Ivanka Trump, Jared Kushner, Greta Thunberg also attended, according to routers, Priyanka Chopra-Jonas spoke at a fireside chat about global poverty. So again, all this talk about poverty and equality, it's all talk, okay? Again, you don't have a system in place that allows people to actually stop poverty. You just don't have it. All right, notably, the only Iranian on the guest list is Foreign Minister Uh, Mohammed Javid Zarif canceled his trip amid uh, amid tensions with the United States over the killing of the top Iranian general Kusami Soleimani Uh, routers reported Uh, here we go now about 3,000 businesses and political leaders were set to attend Davos in 2020 routers reported uh, ahead of the January event past attendees have included Bill Gates Prince William uh, Mark Benoff and George Soros according to the BBC global pop icon Shakira, actors Forrest Whitaker and Matt Damon, J.P. Morgan Chase, CEO Jamie Dimon, and former Alibaba chairman Jack Ma have also attended in the past. The New York Times reported. So just to give you an idea of who attends these meetings, again, very influential people, okay? But people like you and I don't have a chance in hell of going to these places. Okay, how do people get access to Davos? Attendance is by invitation only, according to the CBS News. As a result, the conference says long faced criticism over lack of diversity among attendees only 22 percent of the davos 2019 attendees were women and the bbc, the BBC reported african and asian markets are also un, underrepresented and former u.s deputy under secretary of commerce for international trade and foreign policy magazine editor david uh Rothkoff told the cbs so again they they talk about uh, you know uh, gender inequality uh, and you know it's all great to have um, more women at these events. I, I'm not against that whatsoever. But again, that's not going to solve uh, the world's problems. Not even close. Because uh, usually the, the, the women that that do come are going to be very powerful, influential women who basically are business. They're just business women and have the same, uh, you know, the same. They want the same end goal as the businessmen, and that's just to make more money. All right. Uh, Without an invite, you weren't even able to access the resort. It turns into a veritable fortress during the event, according to the New York Times. Uh, Let me continue on here. How much does it cost to attend Davos? Uh, The conference itself is free for most attendees, the BBC reported. However, anyone there to represent a company is charged 27,000 Swiss francs to attend. Even those who don't pay for the conference are still on the hook for the WEF's membership fees, which start at 60,000 Swiss francs per year and can reach up to 600,000 Swiss francs, depending on the type of membership, according to the BBC. Accommodations in Davos don't come cheap either. Hotels raise their prices to five times their normal rate during the conference, according to the New York Times. Rooms at two of the most popular hotels among attendees, the Belvedere and the Intercontinental rented for $231 and $392 on nights in January 2020. Their websites show uh, their websites show uh, both hotels are sold out during the event. They're also they also sell badges to allow access to common areas frequented by attendees. The Times reported, some attendees elect to rent chalets for themselves and their staff, which can cost up to $140,000 for the week. Most attendees do save a bit of money by eating and drinking on someone else's dime. Um, what was on the agenda for 2021? Now this is very important. Uh, of course, they postponed it because of the coronavirus. Um, but this was the agenda for 2021, and this is something that everybody's talking about. And now that they postponed it, and again, I think they postponed it. Um, I really do that. They I really do think that they postponed it for other reasons because the the whole title of the great reset got out and people started freaking out about it and i i I honestly in my opinion i think they postponed it on purpose all right so again davos 2020 2021 theme is great reset according to the events website world leaders were set to attend a variety of speeches panels and discussions designed to help chart the global recovery plan for after the coronavirus pandemic and of course say what you want about the coronavirus there's a lot of mysteries there's a Unanswered questions. There's a lot of weird things that happened, and a lot of people. Um, it, it's their opinion that this is basically a false flag event based on the numbers of deaths, which are which aren't really uh, sufficient enough to really justify it as a pandemic. But again, that's just another story for another video. All right, let me continue on here a little bit more. Even though the main conference has been rescheduled, uh, World Economic Forum still plans also a series of digital discussions on their original dates in January however the most important thing that happens at Davos is networking Uh, then this goes into what goes on after hours various companies throw a wide range of events for Davos attendees Uh, one year JP Morgan Chase rented out the Kirshner Museum Davos to throw a cocktail party co-hosted by Diamond and former British Prime Minister Tony Blair Google throws a party each year at the Intercontinental Hotel that the Times called the hottest ticket in town. In 2013, former Facebook president Sean Parker threw an infamous party where specially made stuffed animals illuminated dancers with lasers shot from their eyes as John Legend performed, according to CBS News. Also in 2013, uh, Benoff flew in fresh flowers and a live band from his adopted home of Hawaii, according to the Times. Yeah, so again, this is just a playground for the, for the very wealthy. Okay, and everybody else is not allowed or does not have access to this resort. Okay, the last article I'm going to read. This is out of the Raging Bull, uh, a very small independent news media company. And it is titled, What Happens in Davos Stays in Davos. Wow, that's a pretty interesting title. Uh, all right, let's uh, continue on to the article here. Okay, the 50, the 50th Annual World Economic Forum kicks off today in Davos, Switzerland. As a, as is tradition, the forum will give the 1% an opportunity to pat each other on the back, dis- discuss income inequality, and, and as you can see, in brackets, LOL, a big joke, and presumably, presumably, pledge a blood oath to the new world order. Now, I don't know about the whole new world order. Uh, I don't really put um, too much into that, to be quite honest with you. I, I, I mean, I, it's obvious there's a small group of people that are hell bent on changing the world um, according to uh, according to what how they see it. And that's uh, as far as I'm concerned. It's it's a very dangerous thing. Anyways, let me continue on. Uh, of course, uh, when when they aren't deciding the fate of humanity, the smartest guys in the room will be treated to uh, stale pastries and a slate of insufferable breakout sessions. Today's docket includes Donny, politics, and Greta Thunberg times two. World leaders and CEOs will look to each other for clues on what to expect from an economic and geopolitical. Perspective via keynotes such as Climate Apocalypse panel with Greta Thunberg and Future of Finance panel with Citigroup CEO Michael Corbat and Zurich Insurance CEO Maria Greco. I guess DJ Diesel was too busy to spin his theory on having hobbies outside the office. Uh, What's a conference without an implausible theme? Business leaders, policymakers, academics, and politicians will be ferried to Davos via private jets to discuss sustainability, among other things. You can't make this shit up, folks. And this is all the article. All right, so it continues on to say, that's right, this year's theme is stakeholders for a cohesive and sustainable world, whatever the fuck that actually means. For what it's worth, the WEF, World Economic Forum, is putting its money where its mouth is, offsetting all air travel by purchasing carbon credits for the fourth year in a row (laughs) overall the forum's hope is to foster an economic environment that serves all stakeholders uh, including customers employees and communities bottom line just ahead of the meeting coincidence i think not the 20th annual eldman trust barometer revealed that 56 percent of respondents question capitalism as it exists today The survey asked 34,000 average Joes in 28 countries what they think of the economic system. Is there any good news for the economic elite? Other than being the economic elite, well, the nerds over the IMF think that the economy will strengthen in 2020, growing at a 3.3% versus a 2.9% last year. This is down slightly from 3.4% consensus in October. Okay, so look, again, the big wigs get together and they talk about how they can grow the economy. It's all about money making. Okay, this whole talk about income inequality and sustainability and, and the environment, it's all bullshit. Okay? I mean, they don't care about that. They just care about money. All right. And it's a disease and it's a really it's a bad disease because it's not only affecting them, but it's killing us. All right. All right, let me, uh, let me continue on here. Is there any good news for, uh, for the economic elite other than being there? Okay, I just read that already. So what's in it for us? You mean besides the tales of drug-fueled sex capades on the global elite that will inevitably get picked up by the sun? <laughs> yeah, by the way, the sun is one of those tabloids, trashy-type tabloids. Uh, the countless interviews and surveys coming out of the meeting could provide an economic barometer for 2020 and beyond. Keep your eyes peeled. Battle plan. Since you probably won't be in Davos, uh, last night I kicked off my week long uh, uh, options trading class. Uh, anyways, this carries on here in other news. All right, so that's pretty much it for that article there. Uh, I mean, look, things are not looking great economically. I mean, like I mentioned in the beginning of the of this video, how I did the, my last video was the year review for 2020. Uh, 2020 was a transitional year uh, okay what we're going to transition to well it's going to be decided by the elites and this whole Davos thing I mean this is why I want to do the, the, this video I wanted to do this video to let you guys know that the decision making is centralized and that we've we've got to get away from this centralized type thinking this centralized type structure Again, I've been at this for five or six years, and I've been telling people that we need to get away from that. I mean, we've always had hierarchies. You know, we've had the, the feudal system. We've had uh, kings and monarchs. We've had, you know, we had uh, the wealthy and the elite, and we continue to be ruled by these uh, these central type thinking tanks. And we need to get move away from that because it's not working. You know, again, it's it's just a big joke that they get together annually and there's other meetings too like the Bilderberg meetings that are similar to the Davos meetings and again it's all held uh it's all run by the it's it's ran and it's it's attended by all the wealthy elite they get together and they decide which direction the world's going to be heading in and usually it's you know it's heading in the ditch so anyways um look again we we can change this and like I said before um you know things are are going to change whether they change for the better or they change for the worse is really up to the majority of people. And again, the majority of people need to stand up and they need to abandon the old institutions that got us to this point. We need to start abandoning old ideas and we need to start embracing new ones. New ones that are going to help humanity. New ones that are going to help humanity. Or sorry, in the environment. These are the ideas we need. But more importantly, we can't... Uh, We can't implement any of these ideas unless we have a political system that is truly democratic. And again, I always talk about direct democracy, and I I, I will continue to talk about direct democracy until people get it. And to be quite honest with you, a lot lot more people are starting to get it. So anyways, guys, I I, want to thank you all for watching this video. Please share if you can. Uh, Unfortunately, I'm no longer on any of the social media platforms except for Twitter uh, under the name direct, uh, advocates for direct democracy. So if you want to message me on YouTube, you can, or if you want to message me on Twitter, by all means, feel free. All right, guys, until next time, thank you for watching this or listening to this, and we'll see you guys soon.